It's time for Love Talk with the love ladies, Evelyn, Kathy, and Carrie. Love talking today about yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Thank you, Gavin. This is Evelyn Davison. We are in the studio here at the beautiful, beautiful station <laughs> with my good friend, Miss Carrie Brinkgater, and Kathy Interbrush is going to be on the phone with us today. We're going to have a good time. We always have a good time, Miss Evelyn, here at The Bridge, today's Christian Talk Radio in Austin. But you can listen anywhere, all over the world. And Miss Evelyn, you have quite a following. Uh, you know, I've I've been riding your coattails now for about four or five years, and uh, I tell you, it's such a blessing. And everywhere we go together, Miss Evelyn, people know you, and they love you, and they highly respect you, and so many people just, uh, I know, have come to know the loving, saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ because of you, Miss Evelyn, mm, and you. happy Mother's Day. Oh. Tomorrow is Mother's Day. <laughs> and I'm a mother to many. <laughs> you are. You are a mother well, we, to many. Yeah, we've gone through uh, the full circle now for uh, National Day of Prayer. And we had major, major uh, experiences with all of them. And it's so exciting to know that God moves when his people cry out for him. Mm -hmm. And even with the Capitol uh, event this year, when you were able to pray for media, and with our good friend Donna Campbell, uh, this has been a good time. It's uh, People are beginning to really wake up to the fact that we are responsible for the time in which we live. Mm-hmm. We're responsible under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And so Kathy's joining us today, right? Yes. Hello and good afternoon, Kathy. How are you today? I'm doing great, Carrie Evelyn. Happy Mother's Day. What a Thank fun you. weekend. You know, and last weekend at our church, Pastor Crane had said that, you know, Mother's Day um, traditionally for the church has been outside of, let's see, outside of Christmas and Easter, Mother's Day is the most highly attended mm-hmm church day throughout the entire year and um and i just think that is so much fun i love it moms that we we get to bring our our kiddos we get to bring our families to church and 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 that it's just a day that that marks something special for for all of us so um happy mother's day all of our listening friends well and i know that it is um a busy time of the year for the post office as well. Uh, I've heard and read statistics that more cards um, Mm -hmm. and letters and gifts are sent for Mother's Day. It comes right after Christmas, obviously, um, in the the amount of mail that is sent to moms. So moms, hang in there. I tell you what, um, just when you think you're you're not doing a great job. Your mm-hmm. kids will surprise you. I promise well, you. You're doing sweet. a great job. <laughs> yes, mighty sweet. You get to be a great grandmother. Oh, Miss Evelyn. We celebrate on Saturday, um, and we have a, a chocolate chip pancake breakfast. Oh, yeah. And have them come and go because, you know, you can't, you can't, we can't get them there all at the same time anymore. It's just, you know, great-grandkids and bottles and all that stuff. But it is it is a wonderful time for us to be in the army of the Lord Jesus and doing mer- just delivering mercy and grace. And it's, these, these are exciting days. We're going to talk about those days today and, and about how life really is loved, how we love that which God has given us. Absolutely. And our, our theme this year, I mean, for this 
particular time has been love one another the way that he loves us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's hard to do, but it is divine appointment to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, Miss Evelyn, this... um this series that that we have embarked upon for the last four months. You know, when we started this Women in the Word series, I don't think any of us expected to take our series all the way up to Mother's Day. But what an appropriate finish today as as we have just looked at so many strong, amazing women in the Bible, as well as strong, amazing women that we have interviewed over the past few weeks. Um, and Kathy, you know, one of those uh, one of those interviews was Abby Johnson. What a blessing that was. Friends, before we get into that meat of our program today, our verse for today, Revelation 1-8. I am the Alpha and the Omega. Mm. That means I am the first and the last, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come. So that is present, past, and, and future, future uh, which is everything that we will talk about today. Right, Kathy? Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I, I love today's program because, you know, sometimes we can talk about the past and present and future in such kind of vague, impersonal terms. So we're going to really bring it home and talk about yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Our yesterday, our today, and our tomorrow And for all of those moms out there who are just feeling overwhelmed, I just want to have us pause, take a few minutes this afternoon together to breathe and regroup and refresh. I know there's lots of big events for some of our families, and and especially within our communities and nations, there's lots of key moments happening. And this is the one thing about life. When big things are happening, the small things just don't have the basic manners to Mm -hmm. stop. And Mm -hmm. so life can get really overwhelming. So we're going to enjoy some time together today, just looking into God's word, drawing close to his heart and considering our yesterday our today and our tomorrow with him. That's right. You know, it's easy to talk about um, things kind of vaguely or impersonally. And we always start our show talking about what's going on in our lives. Uh, Miss Evelyn, you've been so busy with National Day of Prayer and uh, everything that is involved with that. And what a beautiful ceremony it was at the Governor's Prayer Breakfast mm-hmm. where they honored you for 49 years of service to National Day of Prayer. Um, Absolutely. And you and Van were precious, Miss Evelyn, Mm, just so precious. And so thank you for everything that you've done and everything you'll continue to do. You just won't necessarily be involved in the day-to-day as you have been in the past, but um, I know they're not going to let you get away that that easy. Well, I, uh, and Kathy, remember this, a number of years ago, I was named as America's Honorary Coordinator for the Nation. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm going to be doing is doing some writing and, uh, because I love to write. Mm -hmm. And uh, on on the calendar is in September to start the next book, which is uh, Love Walking and Love Talking with Jesus Across America. And so we'll we'll have co-authors that will help us, and we're looking forward to doing that. And Miss Kathy uh, wrote a chapter in our last book. And, you know, when you look at what God's doing, you can't do anything but stand on the mountain and shout, Hallelujah! Oh, Miss Evelyn, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> Friends, every time, it's just a joy to come in here. Um, I, I just, I always feel revived and rejuvenated, even when I just see Miss Evelyn. 
Um, so Seriously. what a what a great time. Yeah, end of school is wrapping up. I can't believe it. My kids have a week and a half left of school. Final exams are coming up, and then they've got great summers planned. We're so hopeful for the future and um, for what the summer will bring for all of us. And, Kathy, you have your first baby baby is graduating high school soon. I don't know how this has happened so quickly. <laughs> and so we're having a graduation party over at our house. And um, and Aaliyah, that's our oldest, who's graduating um, and going to Baylor, so excited for her. She said, hey, Mom, I don't want a graduation party just for me. I want to do it with a friend or two. Hmm. And we thought, well, okay, okay, we could do that. And so all of a sudden it became a graduation party for four girls. And so myself and three other moms were getting together and uh, putting on this graduation party. And we are just having such a blast (laughs) planning everything for them, planning the breakfast. We're going to be having a World's Fair uh, waffle, build your own waffle bar and um, and a uh, and an everything, everything, build your own breakfast taco bar. So uh, we're just going to have a fun time with the photo booth and the gifts and the we're going to do it out on the back patio on the grass overlooking the pond. And, and um, so we're going to send her off well, I think. And it's it's a first time for me to do this. And so it's very, very bittersweet. But it's definitely an exciting time to see everything that God is doing in her life and how he has prepared her over the last 18 years mm. to step out and, and uh, accomplish something unique. In, in this world. So it, it's it's exciting times, but a little bit overwhelming in the end of Brock household and a little bit, uh, you know, some days are tearjerkers when we're preparing all of those poster boards and pictures, looking at her baby pictures and seeing where she is now and knowing that in about another four months, we're going to be having breakfast together at the at the table, and she's not going to be with us. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of hard to idea yeah, it to get is. Into. But yeah. she's coming to a good place. You can't beat Texas. And <laughs> even this week, uh, Baylor was announced that they had a million dollar donation. Yeah. For, a number of different things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not like you go into the backwoods. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. Now, Kathy, who's more emotional in your household right now, you or Eric? Oh, definitely me right now. <laughs> I, I know on the day that we drop her off at Baylor and have Push. to get in the car to drive mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. I'm going to be the one driving because Eric will be like, I can't even get behind the wheel right now. It's going to be pretty rough on him. You know what, Kathy? We went through that experience. Our oldest grandson, not Jonathan, graduated from uh, Baylor. And when uh, our son David took him and uh, his mother took him up there, um, she cried all the way up there, and and she teased him and said, "We, well, you know, you don't care, but we're losing." You know, I don't know. So what happened? Uh, he cried all the way back home. <laughs> so those are experiences that families do experience, um, and um, you look back on them and think of God is so good. You know, He is so good. Absolutely. You yes. know, God makes it very clear that our past present and our future are very personal to him Mm -hmm. you know we all have our own stories and sometimes we get caught up living in the past we get caught up dwelling on on things that have happened to us or things the experiences that we've gone through and we forget to live in the present and look Mm -hmm. forward 
to the future. In every past day of history, he was. In every present day circumstance, he, he is. is. <laughs> and in every future day we will have, he, he is, is to, to come. come. It's important for us to examine and to know the past, the history, that we would not be deceived and repeat the poor choices of prior generations. When we return from our break, listening friends, we'll listen to a story from Miss Evelyn about generations, lessons learned, encouragements, and uh, when we return to Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found the bridge, and more importantly, you have found the love ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkgater. Of course, I'm in the studio with the ever-amazing Miss Evelyn Davison and our beautiful friend on the line from Boise, Idaho, Kathy Enderbrock. We're so grateful and thankful that you have found us today. We know that we have so many regular listeners that tune in every Saturday to listen to the Love Ladies. And thank you to those who are tuning in today, maybe for the first mm-hmm. time. Well, this Our audience is growing. Uh, the station is growing. Isn't that wonderful? With the new uh, FM uh we had many more come to the parish breakfast this year than we've ever had. And we always invite at least two tables, and we end up with maybe three, four people. But we had, I think, three tables this year. It was it was packed, Miss Evelyn. I mean, there were only a smattering of empty seats in mm-hmm. that whole room. And so I know that... Um, that the Lord is working for sure. And friends, we want you today to know that in every past day of history, He was. Mm -hmm. And in every present day circumstance, He is. And in every future day we will have, He is to come. Now, Miss Evelyn, we we're discussing how it's important that we know and examine the past, our history, um, you know, so that we can be careful to not be deceived and to not repeat the poor choices of prior generations. Do you have any story in your family shared through the generations that was a warning, maybe a lesson or encouragement? Well, my father was, um, he was quite a character. Uh, we had a radio station and, uh, he was so strict, uh, in every area of our lives that, uh, sometimes it it was a, a real burden, but my mom was totally opposite from him. And one of the things that she uh, did every day, because we lived in a community, and and not to you know brag or anything, we had we had it all, and neighbors did. And my mom, we had an electric refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Now that sounds kind of strange, uh, but we got we really had one of the first in our little community. And every afternoon, Mom would pull all the ice cubes out and put them in a pitcher. And and when it came about 6.30, well, she would have one of us, either my brother or I, go take that picture of cold water to our neighbors. Mm. And it it formed in me a real desire to be used. And, of course, God was not a part of our lives because they, my parents were not Christians. But they taught us the value of life. And I think sometimes uh, we just pass those steps up and, and don't really um, 
recognize that God has used some special things in our life to teach us what we do. You know, I learned well on radio. I said I'd never do it. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't never, never. There's a never, never thing. Uh, But when I look back at my life and how it has changed through these years, uh, and I'm 88 years old, it is amazing what we do now to help others, and especially in the area of life. And I think what we're going to be talking about today is how it is that God finds everyone that he creates special and lovable and never gives up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Miss Evelyn. I, I love hearing your stories because so many times we forget that just, you know, the little things, the simple things are so very, very important. Mm-hmm. We can learn so much from women in the past that God has raised up into leadership in more recent times. Kathy, you've got uh, someone that you admire. I do. You know, this is the one thing I love about God is, you know, I I saw this um, earlier this week. I cannot remember where. And it said, if you think that God is mad at you, (laughs) just know that he is madly in love Mm -hmm. with you. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that that is our God. And and, you know, we think about God and we think about our past and our yesterdays. And when we consider our yesterdays, you know, asking God to to forgive and redeem every sin and 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 we want him to strengthen and build on every victory. And so many times as Christians, we associate God with um, forgiveness and, and rightly so. But we forget that he is a God that's all about victory. I mean, he is a victory-making God, and he wants to build victories in all of our lives. And so I love looking at stories of women who have brought about great victories. And so this one gal, she's not an American, but she's um, a former prime minister of the U.K., Margaret Thatcher. There's this really cool book that has just come out um, on her. It's a biography and it, it looks at her relationship with God. It's called God and Mrs. Thatcher, The Battle for Britain's Soul. And this gal, Eliza Philby, has written it and just done hours of, of research interviewing uh, people from, from the from, um, former Prime Minister Thatcher's life. And, of course, she, she passed away in, in 2013. But this woman's amazing, and she was actually often referred to as the Iron Lady, mm-hmm. and I love this because it reminds me that women of God are strong because true strength comes from God. And uh, Margaret Thatcher was raised by a Methodist minister, and her leadership principles came straight from Sunday sermons and God's Word, which I think is just so amazing. And she served as Prime Minister for the United Kingdom from 1979 to 1990 and was leader of of their conservative party from 1975 to 1990. So 15 years in a key Mm. role of leadership, leading dynamic change, dynamic victories. She was the longest-serving British prime minister, male or female, of the 20th century. And she was the very first woman ever to hold that office. and so this is the, the one of the things that is such a clincher and such an eye opener because I didn't realize it, but she her governing ideas were totally different than anything that they had really engaged in the UK. They were all about privatization, 
deregulation, free trade, decreased oversight of government, and the increase in the role of the private sector in both economy and, and society. And when I was looking at this, I thought, oh, my gosh, that, that sounds familiar. That, that sounds an awful lot like the society established by our founding fathers based on biblical principles we find in God's word. And I just thought that was so neat that when you when when you go to God's word for governing principles, it it is about um, men making a difference, about private citizens making a difference in the lives of one another. And it was actually uh, this was very interesting, not surprisingly, though, that that Thatcher and our former president, Ronald Reagan, were good friends so, and you know their their governance policy was really, really similar. And um, anyway, you know, Margaret Thatcher led the UK where no man and no woman had ever led before. And I love the way that God, when when uh, when we make that choice to really give our lives to the Lord and let Him use our lives however He will, He will take us where where we have never been before to exciting places to bring about great victories. And um, and I, I have to chuckle because, you, you, I mean, ladies, you know, I do Facebook, right? I, I probably spend way too much time on Facebook. But one of the um, current Democratic presidential candidates, Joe Biden, last week, he was uh, addressing uh, a crowd at South Carolina and he was speaking and, and he shared a list of supposedly 14 world leaders who had called him voicing concerns about President Trump. And, and urging Biden to run against him for president. And uh, he included Margaret Thatcher's name on that list. And, oh, my gosh. And, and so I knew immediately it was a lie because Thatcher governs the way that Trump governs. A strong private sector, free trade, decreased government. And I thought, well, there is there is no way she would be all for tr- Trump. She would be Trump's buddy. But then I thought it was laughable that I stopped and realized she's dead. She's been dead for six years. She's been dead before he was ever president. And, you know, Mm. but here's the thing. If we don't know our history, if we don't know our leaders, lies like this, deceptions like this will come and we won't catch them. And Mm. so I think, you know, we have to hold ourselves accountable for what we do with our lives and we have to hold other people accountable and we have to test the truth like God tells us. We want to test these things. We want to hold them accountable. We want to turn them over and analyze them. And I believe when we do this, when we go to God with the concerns of our lives, our country, our community, when we bring those to him, he is all about bringing victory in those situations. You know, it it is laughable, Kathy, because we have to wade through the mess these days to really find the truth. And that's it's really important. You know, the present is key, friends. Um, Being in the present now, we can impact those around us for good or we can impact those around us in a negative way. Over the last couple of weeks, we've interviewed incredible women. Mm-hmm. Last week, we interviewed my friend Jamie Bates, who uh, was in studio with just an absolutely such a mm-hmm. powerful testimony to this saving grace of Jesus Christ and how he 
redeemed her, how he has freed her from um, the burdens that she bears um, from having two abortions when she was younger and how she's using God's word now to mentor other women who have um, made regretful abortion decisions. Um, I know that uh, that's going to be up on the archives later this week, and I would highly Mm -hmm. encourage you to listen to that interview to to be strengthened and um, just to know that that Jesus is there for you. And so she doesn't have to live in the past anymore, Miss Evelyn. She's moved on to now and using her past. She hasn't forgotten it, but she's using it in order to move forward. Um, and, and I, it was so powerful. Well, you know, that's the way God works. We just think, you know, every day he's going to get up and write us a, a million-dollar check or give us a bag of peppermint sticks or something. <laughs> uh, life really is is what we allow it to be. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the Lord Jesus himself is always there for us. Once we come to that point where we receive him, we believe that he is and we receive him as he is. And when you look at it from the point of view that a women have today— We are so blessed beyond measure from most women in history. You know, we we have independence. We have so many things. And all of those things are qualified under the Lordship of Jesus Christ to put them to work in this time and the society in which we live today. And so it's important for us as women to be actively involved and to tell our stories. Mm-hmm. That's how people learn is they tell. You know, uh, when a child first starts reading, I remember our son David, uh, I had to do it word for word because it, um, he embedded the stories on in his head. And if I tried to skip two pages, he'd have a fit. <laughs> you know, it's time to go to bed and I'm still doing yesterday. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's the way God works in our life. He does it in a manner of searching, uh, seeking and searching the truth of who we are and why we're here. And we, even when we make mistakes, even when we contribute death, he never gives up on us. That's never. right. He never gives up on us. And friends, when we return from these messages, we'll talk about who are you? Why are you here? And we'll talk about another one of our interviews that we've had recently that has been so incredibly impactful today when we return to Love Talk right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. This is Kathy Endebrock, and in studio is the beautiful Miss Evelyn Davison and Coach Carrie Brinkater. And we are talking today about your yesterdays and our yesterdays, your todays, our todays, and all of our tomorrows. Mm. And uh, we're having such a good time about doing this. And and in our last segment, Going Out, Carrie, you talked about your friend Jamie Mm -hmm. and how God has totally redeemed her past. And this is what I love is that God, when we talk about redemption, about God redeeming, that is him bringing our greatest victories out of our greatest defeats. And now, friends, I know you probably have some big defeats, and you go, oh, no, oh, no, no good can come out of that. I just, I really want to tell you, I just, I want to speak straight to you. No matter how deep the defeat, no matter how complete the defeat, God can turn that into your greatest victory. And we have seen that over and over again as we've been 
in God's word, looking at women in his word uh, from Genesis all the way through to the to the New Testament. And as we've been interviewing a woman after woman after woman, we have seen God bring the greatest victories out of their greatest defeats. And this is still the case because we interviewed Abby Johnson. What a fun interview. Mm-hmm. She um, is she wrote a book called Unplanned. And on that book, they've made a major motion picture. It is still probably in the dollar theaters. I know it is here up in Boise. It's left kind of the main ones. It has turned the world upside mm-hmm. down for good. And I would say arguably there has not been a pro-life movie to date that has had as much real life impact as this movie Unplanned. And and Evelyn Carrie, I'm so excited about what this this movie is doing. Carrie, did should we share a little bit about the movie or do we want to assume that everybody is familiar with it at this point? Well, you know, the movie is is about um Abby Johnson, former Planned Parenthood clinic director. She was the youngest one in history who turned to pro-life advocate. And the movie just, uh, you know, it, it, it really follows her path. And, you know, Jamie mentioned last week as we were, as we were talking with Jamie that for women who have had abortions, um, you know, Jamie hadn't seen the movie because she said it's it's hard for her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I can imagine, that that's something that watching that movie in a theater would be incredibly hard for her. She said when it comes out, you know, um, where she can watch it at home, she'll probably watch it with a box of tissues next to her. Um, but, uh, you know, Abby and Jamie are, they're trailblazers. And mm-hmm. I just remember thinking, if I can take a pause here for a second, I remember thinking, you know, as I became an adult, you know, I had so many things I wanted to hide, was so embarrassed by my past and things that I had done. I I literally remember the first time I was around a friend of mine, a new friend of mine, that was so open mm-hmm. and honest about her biggest defeats and how she turned them into her greatest victories. And I... I I remember the feeling my body got. It was this, really? I I don't have to hide. Like that doesn't have to be embarrassing. I can I can use that for good. I can I can vividly see that woman's face right now, and she has no idea what kind of impact she had on my life. But I had never been around someone who just let it all hang out, <laughs> you know, so to speak. Um, you know she. It, here it is. Matter of fact, this is who I was. That's not who I am. Mm-hmm. And now I'm looking forward to the future. And it wasn't about, um, you know, people say, well, you've got to move on. You've got to move on. For her, it wasn't about moving on because those things are a part of her and make her who she is. But it was about moving forward. Absolutely. Now, upward. And upward. Right? Like, that. that's so different than moving on. I'm not moving on. Like, those things make me who I am. Um, I'm not proud of them. But let's move forward with that. And that's exactly what our friends um, Jamie and Abby have done. And Abby's, uh, you know, success has been so amazing. This movie is so incredibly impactful. She was changed forever when she was asked to assist um, inside the abortion room, even though Abby had had two abortions. Whenever she was asked to assist with a 13-week abortion, she 
she realized what she was doing and she started this nonprofit, Kathy, called And Then There Were None. And this mm-hmm. is where the impact has been made. And, and this is an incredible organization. So, you know, when Abby left uh, Planned Parenthood after watching on ultrasound uh, the the abortion of, of this baby, it, it, it just opened her eyes. It changed her. I mean, every all the lies that she had been fed by, by Planned Parenthood, that it's just a piece of tissue, it can't feel anything, mm. all of those lies were shattered. And so she wanted to get out. But now she was a clinic director. She had a successful career. She had put eight years of her life in building her career at this uh, Planned Parenthood organization. But she wanted out, and she got out. And she wanted to provide that opportunity for every other abortion industry worker who had found themselves in their same situation and wanted out. And so she formed this organization, and then there were none. And I just really want us to share with our friends something so incredible. Within two weeks after this movie's March release, um, Chuck Konzelman, he's the writer and director of the movie Unplanned, he went before the Senate uh, subcommittee in Washington, D.C., and he revealed that 94 abortion clinic workers had contacted uh, the And Then There Were None, this organization led by Abby Johnson, and um, these 94 abortion clinic workers wanted out. They wanted to start a new career path. And this is incredibly exciting because um, this organization, and then there were none, gives them a way out. It gives them a way to start a career. Mm-hmm. And when Abby was with us in her interview, she actually shared that they had helped eight abortion doctors get out and set up entirely new practices. And so I just think this is so incredible. And, and according to Konzelman, in this presentation before the subcommittee um, in D.C., the Senate subcommittee in D.C., um, the number, this number accounts for approximately 1% of abortion clinic workers in the entire country. And, um, and, and, uh, they have seen, and this is Consulman's words, we could not have foreseen the rapid developments that are suddenly coming to head. And, um, but we serve a God who could and who did. And we've recently seen Abby, she posted this really urgent uh, prayer request mm-hmm. for this nonprofit on Facebook. Um, saying that at least one worker is leaving, one abortion industry worker is leaving their job every day and contacting the organization, and then there were none asking for help. And so Abby has asked for prayers, um, and she says that uh, they are just being overwhelmed, but they know that God is doing a great thing. And she says, change is coming, guys. I love that. I love what God has done here taking one of the biggest defeats in Abby Johnson's life because she, as clinic director, she oversaw over 20,000 abortions. And she got to this place that she said, how, how can God ever forgive me? How can Mm -hmm. he forgive that? How can he look past that? And yet he took, he took that, that sin, he forgave that sin. And then he took that defeat and turned it into a huge victory that is impacting our entire nation for him. Well, you know, Kathy, uh, one of the things that I love about Gene Bender's uh, ministry in the city of Austin, uh, through the 34 years that I've done radio with him, up until uh, we got we 
until we moved into this frequency on this station, every year we have um, broadcast the Right to Life rally at the Texas Capitol. And uh, my prayer is that by next year we're going to be ready to go again uh, because it is important. The, the impact that movie made on my husband and I was such that we couldn't go to sleep that night. And I kept seeing this picture of these metal drums. Oh, yes. And how mm-hmm. they rolled them out there in front of the people that were praying for them mm-hmm. to torture them. And I think, you know, that is enemy of Easter. That's the devil himself. I tell you what was impactful about that scene for me, Miss Evelyn, is that those people at the fence that were praying asked to pray over mm-hmm. those drums because they they knew what was in there. Um, just um, babies, little, little tiny, tiny babies are in there, and uh, they asked to pray over that. And that part of the movie, oh, my gosh, like – you better have your Kleenex ready when you when you really think that, about it. Yes, is uh, their parents? Uh, her parents were not made to be um, embarrassed by what happened, um, and their attitude was very good. And so often, you know, when young girls choose to to end life, then it ends their life in a family. Well, and, and I think as Christians, Miss Evelyn, and as parents, as mamas, you know, and as daddies, we have to love our kids through things. Mm-hmm. They they are humans, and they, they, they probably will make mistakes. We just pray they're not these grand mistakes that affect them for life. But you know what? If they are, our job is to love them through it. And and, you know, look at look at what she she said. I hit the parent jackpot. Mm-hmm. Her parents could not believe what she was doing. They expressed that they really didn't want her in that field, in that line of work. But Miss Evelyn, they loved her through it. Yes. That's they never the said life. they never said you're not welcome here. They never said we don't mm-hmm. want you here until you get out of that. No, they prayed and they prayed and they prayed. And they loved their girl, and they wanted to see her. They just they just kept trusting that the Lord would reign over that situation, and he did. Friends, uh, the, the organization, and then there were none, uh, they helped these people, these abortion workers, get out of this industry. They, they helped them by providing spiritual, emotional, financial, and legal support. So they're not just there, you know, welcoming them in and saying, good job, good and faithful servant. They're, they're supporting them through this time. And to date, the organization has helped almost 500 people transition out of their abortion clinic jobs. If you're looking for more information, the website, and then there were none. And, of course, uh, the movie is unplanned. When we return, friends, I can't believe it. It's our last segment. We will continue to talk about our yesterdays, our todays, and our tomorrows, and how God is in the midst of it all right after this, right here on Love Talk. And welcome back, friends. This is Kathy Endebrock with the beautiful Coach Carrie Brinkader and the wonderful Miss Evelyn Davison talking with you today about our yesterday, our today, and our tomorrow, being present in each. 
we can we can achieve wonderful things in our past because God can redeem redeem every defeat and turn it into a victory. We can connect and be powerful in our present because that is what God wants for us. And he's helping us here right where we are, wherever you are. And yesterday, friends, there's a lot of hope and promise for every or in the, our tomorrow. There's a lot of hope and promise in every tomorrow. Well, we're so excited. We just finished talking about um, Abby Johnson and the incredible impact God has made, the victory that he has bought from, brought from her defeat. I don't know if all of you saw it, but the Alive from New York event uh, that was on Times Square last weekend by Focus on the Family, there was an ultrasound, mm-hmm. uh, um, a 4D ultrasound that got shown on all the big screens in Times Square, and that ultrasound was actually of Abby Johnson's baby uh, that is due in June. So we're so excited. Congratulations again, Abby, um, on that upcoming uh, birth. So God help you through it. I pray it's an easy one. Okay, well, tomorrow, friends, we want to let you know it is a new day. And somehow, as we all know, it is connected. Our tomorrow is connected to our yesterday. Our tomorrow is connected to today. And so if our yesterday and today are struggling How do we get a good start for tomorrow? How can we even think about tomorrow? But this is what I want to tell you. We can't figure out how to, how to fix tomorrow when yesterday and today are struggling, but God can. And God is the only God who was and is and is to come. And He wants to be God over our was, over our is, and over our is to come. And God can redeem our was. He can bring peace and life to our is. And he can establish hope and light for our is to come. Evelyn, I want to hear from you on this. What is your favorite thing about tomorrow with God? He's building me a house. (laughs) (laughs) And I've asked him to put a porch on it and some swings and rocking chairs and um, a porch light. And uh, when our oldest, our youngest son was a little boy, he asked me one day, he said, uh, Mom, how do you get to heaven? And I said, well, the Lord comes get you, comes to get you, and he will escort you there. And I said, he said, well, don't you have to do something else? I said, no. If you know him and you have given your life to him, he will come and get you when it's time. And that's when I told him. I said, you know what I've asked him for is a house with a porch on it. And I'm get. And then he looked at me and he said, Mother, are you going to die? And I said, no, I'm going to sail away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I told him about the, you know, the bridge uh, of life and how, you know, we just go from one life to the other. And the Lord Jesus has planned it and it will be perfect. And so, you know, when we think about that, something comes up, though, is do you have that assurance? Do you have the assurance that he is preparing a place for you? Well, Miss Evelyn, that's that's really the most important question is, do we have that assurance? And, you know, Kathy, as I look at this and we talk about tomorrow and we talk about the peace that comes with tomorrow, Kathy, I don't know if you say this to your teenage daughters, but I find myself saying this quite a bit to my teenagers. Tomorrow is a new day. Praise the Lord. 
Okay, we didn't have a great day today. Um, maybe we were a little short with each other. Maybe we didn't accomplish all we wanted to. But tomorrow is a new day. And tomorrow with God means that there's peace, there's purpose, and there's his plan. And, and friends, as a woman of God's word working in the world, we have to remain connected to what is going on around us. You know, all of the wonderful things that have gone on over these past few weeks, um, we have to be strong, relying on his strength to step out and step up. Now, Kathy, I, I know that it's important in these days and times to step out and to step up. Um, you know, and, and I see that with our with our teenagers, um, you know, my daughter wants to do some volunteering work this summer, stepping out and stepping up. And I think sometimes they're scared. I don't know about your girls. Um, are they are they nervous sometimes to step out and step up? Well, yeah, you know, because that that I, I think self-esteem in that in that teenager is so important. And I think that as they continue to develop that relationship with God, knowing how how their relationship to God, for them to know that their relationship to God is more important than any relationship they will ever have. Mm-hmm. And when they have that strong relationship, it helps diminish some of the impact of what, when they get worried, oh, well, what will someone else think of me? Mm-hmm. And, and I think when they, when they see mom and dad going and serving and volunteering and helping, they just it's it's like well of course that's that's what we do and so as parents we we stay connected we step up and we step out and we just take our kiddos along with us as we go i mean carrie you, i see you and ashley doing this as you go out on mission trips to mexico you guys have another one coming up mm-hmm. i think this summer yeah. and you know w- whether it's just serving down at the local animal shelter and helping, you know, clean up after some of the animals or, or cuddling the little puppies um, or going and babysitting uh, for maybe a family who doesn't have very, very uh, financial means and babysitting and not charging them for it. There's so many ways that our kids can step up and step out. And one of the things that we also have to grow within our kiddos and within ourselves is we need to use our voice and our influence to have those important conversations you know, as a family, um, with our neighbors, just within the co- community, whether it's our Facebook community, our Instagram, putting out those words of encouragement, helping each other um, uh, just stay connected to what's going on in a positive way, but also drawing awareness to those things that are going on that we need to take seriously and we need mm-hmm. to take action. I always tell my girls, girls, you got to pray. you got to pray. And girls, when it's time to come, you got to vote. You have to pay attention to who's stepping up into leadership. And sometimes it's going to be you who God is asking to step up into leadership. And you need to be willing when that time comes. Absolutely. You know, Kathy, what a great show today. Just reminding us that we cannot settle for a vague past We cannot settle for this undefined present where we always feel like we're in flux and and, and we can't and we don't know what's around the next corner. And we cannot settle for an unknown future because you know what? God is a personal God. 
And he wants all of these things to come to him and to come through him. What does our yesterday look like? What does our day, our today account for? And what will our tomorrow accomplish? What important and impactful questions we have to ask ourselves as we, as we move through our day. You know, sometimes you may think, oh gosh, but my day's just filled with changing dirty diapers and, and, and getting a, you know, a, a peanut butter jelly on the table. Bless you. That's important work. Don't ever diminish. Don't ever, ever, ever diminish the importance of that work. Friends, thank you so much for taking a moment with us today to breathe, to regroup, and to refresh. Big events and key moments are happening in all of our families, communities, in our schools, and in our nation. And we pray that when you step out, it would be where he would lead you this week. We pray that you will find a church, friends, that teaches and preaches God's word. And you know what? If you're thinking, I don't, I don't know what that means to have God lead my yesterday into my today so that I can serve him tomorrow. Friends, it's as simple as ABCA. Admit that you are a sinner. Romans 3.23 for all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have. And B, to believe that Jesus Christ is God's son, that he died on that cross and he rose again three days later in order to offer us this free gift of salvation. There is no other religion in this world that offers a free gift and a personal relationship with a Savior, the Savior, the one and only. And see, confess your faith in Jesus Christ. Tell someone, guys, I, 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 I believe this. I believe that I'm a sinner and I believe that Christ died for me. Will you help me on my journey? Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you have questions, friends, call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. We pray that God would be your God of yesterday, your God of today, and your God of tomorrow. We'll see you next time here on Love Talk.